A note for our listeners, this story contains graphic and detailed allegations of sexual assault. Discretion is advised. I'm Damian Bulwa. Today on Fifth and Mission, the latest developments in the Chronicle's investigation into sexual assault accusations against Dominic Fapoli, the Windsor mayor and a local winemaker. Over the weekend, a fifth alleged victim of Fapoli, an ex-girlfriend who now lives in Florida, came forward to tell her story. Fapoli also released a statement. He denied the allegations, attacked the Chronicle, and attacked those who have called for his resignation. But he did not address the specific accounts of the women who have spoken to the Chronicle. One of those now calling for him to step down? His brother, who also said that Dominic Fapoli will no longer be running the family winery. Joining me again are Alexandria Bordas and Cynthia Dizikas. They're the Chronicle reporters who broke the story. Guys, thanks for coming back. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks, Damian. Well, continued incredible work on this story. A fifth woman came forward. There were four women in your original story who said that they were sexually assaulted by Dominic Fapoli. Ali, tell us about this fifth woman that's come forward. So the fifth woman who came forward, her name is Shannon McCarthy. And she is alleging that during her nearly three-year relationship with Fapoli that started when she when they were both 19 years old, that she was repeatedly forced to perform oral sex, and she was also emotionally abused. And she came to us um, previously as someone we had spoken to who was very terrified and not yet ready to share her story. But once she saw the four women in our original investigation come forward, make their allegations, she felt incredibly empowered that it was her time to share what happened to her when she was with Dominic. And she also mentioned to us that in doing so and coming forward and sharing her story, it was a way for her to finally release the control that she has felt that her experience with him has had over her life for nearly two decades. Cynthia, what is the extent of the abuse that she alleges? So as Ali mentioned, um, she told us that she dated Fapoli for around three years. And um, and over the course of that time, she said she was sexually assaulted dozens of times. And most of the incidents were forced oral copulation. But in one incident she described to us, she said that Fapoli handcuffed her to a bed without her consent and then sexually abused her while she... Um, begged him to release her. And she struggled to the point, she said, where her ankles were bleeding afterwards. And what was Dominic Fapoli's response to what she said? When we reached out to Fapoli about her allegations, um, we received a response that we could expect a statement from him. Um, you know, later, he had previously, through his lawyer, denied the other four women's accounts. And, um, and so he did release a response on this and again to the other allegations we have covered, say, denying them and saying that these were consensual interactions. And again, as in the other story, you spoke to other people, you reviewed records, uh, you tried to corroborate as best you could the story that she was telling. Yes, as with our other stories, we did extensive fact-checking as well as corroboration. And with Shannon's story, 
Very similarly, she kept a journal account as well and would frequently take to writing in order to process what was happening to her during that ongoing abusive relationship. She also was able to provide us with extensive documentation of her time when her and Fapoli lived together in Los Angeles. She was also able to provide us with photos of them as well, just further shoring up what she was explaining what happened to her during that time. We also spoke to a former roommate and childhood friend that lived with her in Fapoli for some time and who was also witnessing some of that behavior. And at the time, Shannon, the woman who is the central fifth woman in our ongoing investigations, confided in both her friend to some extent what was happening, as well as her mother who came forward as well and was able to share and corroborate that account. To remind our listeners, she was an ex-girlfriend of Fapoli, but some of the other women had more brief encounters with him, correct? That's right. We, um, one of the other women briefly dated him. That relationship, she said, went for about a month. And two of the other women were friends with him. So they did know him socially and um, through one through a dance class, the other through a shared civic organization. And the last woman said that she had met him for the first time on the night that she said he assaulted her. Let's talk about Fapoli's statement. He released a longer statement than he initially gave, and he attacked people who were calling for his resignation, and he attacked us. What did he say? So he said in this statement, to my fellow elected officials who have called for my resignation, your cowardly rush to judgment without evidence is a particularly alarming reflection of the state of our dwindling democracy. But after he released that statement, Allie, his brother also said that he should resign as mayor, correct? Yes, he did. During a protest on Sunday afternoon in front of Christopher Creek Winery, in which dozens of community members showed up, including one of the women in our first story is Sophia Williams, who alleges sexual assault. Amid that rally and that protest, Joe Fapoli Dominic's older brother came out, spoke to some of the protesters and made a statement saying that he was shocked by the allegations. And he also made the statement saying elected officials should be held to a higher standards of moral character. And no matter what comes out, Dominic Fapoli has not done that and he needs to step down. Um, he also mentioned that he was disappointed and disgusted and how this behavior is not good for the community. And so at the end of that, Joe Fapoli also said that his younger brother will no longer be part of any of the operations happening at Christopher Creek Winery. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, more with Cynthia Dizikas and Alexandria Bordas on Fifth and Mission. We'll be right back after a short break. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bulwa, joined by Chronicle reporters Cynthia Dizikas and Alexandria Bordas. They've been investigating Windsor Mayor Dominic Fapoli, who's been accused of sexual assault by a number of women Ali, I wanted to go back to you before we move on and ask about one of the victims attending rallies in Windsor. Why has it been important for her to go? 
Yes. So we now have confirmed that two women in our original investigation have attended some of these recent rallies and protests. And I, what I'm hearing from them both, uh, that they are feeling incredibly validated and supported since sharing their stories, which was a really terrifying experience for them, especially because they remained silent for so long due to the fear that they would not be believed by some of their same community members. So Sophia Williams attended the protest at Christopher Creek Winery on Sunday, and she did so along with her husband, who has been incredibly supportive of her coming forward, and her children, who see who she says she has regular conversations with about what it means to say no, what it means to to consent to something. And her children are quite young, four and five, and she regularly shares that she has those conversations. Um, And she stood out there today with signs saying no means no and mayor your own body. We also had the woman who was the 18-year-old volunteer for Dominic Fipoli's campaign in 2003 who said that allegedly she was raped twice by Dominic on New Year's Eve. She attended one of the first rallies at the end of last week as well. She drove by in her car and she honked and she cheered out the window while she was crying and her husband was there as well. And they said that to them was a really solidifying moment that people heard her story, and we're taking action. Cynthia, let's talk about what comes next. Dominic Fapoli, as you say, has signaled that he will not resign, despite many calls for him to do so. Can the council in Windsor remove him, given that they are all asking as well for him to step down? So that's something that the town council is talking about right now. What are the ways in which they might be able to force him out, considering all of them now have called for his resignation and he has not resigned? They've now scheduled an emergency meeting to discuss these matters on Wednesday, April 14th. And so late Sunday night, supporters of the recall movement actually issued a statement saying that Monday morning they were going to file the necessary campaign finance documents to officially launch the recall of Dominic Fapoli. Is there any other route? So we've talked to several public law attorneys about that very question. And our understanding from talking to them is that in, in California, there are cities called general law cities, and they're governed primarily by the state law on these matters. And so under that law, elected officials can only be removed from office for a specific set of felonies and only after they've been convicted and exhausted their appeals. If he stays on the council, though, other bodies are, are looking to remove him, right, in, including in the wine industry, including in agencies outside of Windsor. That's right. So both from his um, political posts as well as wine-related organizations, um, they have come out in um, recent days to say they are either cutting ties with Christopher Creek Winery in the case of um, two Sonoma County wine-related organizations. And then um, the League of California Cities voted to remove him from a leadership post and Active 2030, which is the social and civic organization that he has long belonged to, has officially expelled him. All right, let's leave it there, guys. I do want to mention a couple notes for our listeners. One is that Emilio Garcia Ruiz, the editor-in-chief of The Chronicle, has responded to Dominic Fapoli's attacks on the coverage, saying that he stands by it and that the mayor has been given numerous opportunities to respond to the individual allegations. Also, over the weekend, Fapoli and a town council member, Esther Lemus, 
in Windsor, who's also a deputy district attorney, traded a number of allegations about each other. They were reported by other media. The Chronicle continues to look into those statements. All right, Cynthia and Allie, thanks again for joining me. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks, Damian. To read the original investigation by Cynthia and Allie on Windsor Mayor Dominic Fapoli, go to sfchronicle.com slash Windsor. Thanks again to my guests, Alexandria Bordas and Cynthia Dizikas, to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening. <laughs>